Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, powered by Glovebox. God, I love Glovebox. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama, ranked number one in the country by U.S. News and World Reports to live in. Come visit us in Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, before we start the show today, please allow me to introduce my famous guest co-host today, co-host of the Insurance Guys podcast. He's a first-team Parade All-American, rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you today? Best I have ever been. I am in Mobile, Alabama, home of the free, land of the brave. The womb of greatness. The womb of greatness, part of the greatest collection of human beings in modern history, the small business owners that keep the lights on, the blood flowing for the, for the great United States of America in the insurance industry, and no... To all you YouTubers and TikTokers and Facebookers, insurance is not a scam, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) But before we get started today, as we all know, the insurance industry is the lifeblood. It is what keeps America going every single day. But before we get started today, I have a funny story to tell with my ruggedly handsome co-host here. We're driving away for lunch today, and I look over at a girl wearing Lululemon Spank clothing, athletic wear. She got two German Shepherds. One of them is taking a big, fat, nasty shit (laughs) on Bradley's portal insurance sign. Bradley, would you like to talk about that for a moment? Not really. About right. Kind of pissed me off. About right. (laughs) Right in front of the sign. Hunched over everything. I mean, hunched over. You know how dogs will hunch over when they're getting ready to go? Right on the portal insurance sign, ladies and gentlemen. I wouldn't have it any other way. Unfortunately, this building that we're located in, I'm on the bottom floor. There's two commercial units on the bottom floor, and then we have six floors of residential. We're one of the only 100% dog-friendly complexes. So about the only person in this building that does not own a dog is me. Correct. So we, we deal with that, unfortunately. So what Bradley's telling me is, folks, stay on the sidewalk. Stay on the sidewalk. Because you never know don't, if you get in the grass what's going to happen. Don't walk barefoot. Mm. Guys, We I am super excited about our podcast today, and let me tell you why. I love podcasts where we can help insurance agents from around the world. You know, Bradley, I don't know if you know this or not, but we are not only in the United States of America. We have podcast listeners all over over the world. So our new megaphone platform we use, which doesn't affect you listeners, but it just gives us advanced analytics, I can actually see down to the zip code where people are. Even across across like uh, China. Pakistan. Pakistan, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Guys, we got somebody on this podcast today that can help you. And let me tell you why, especially you younger, newer agents out there. He's a hustler. He's an entrepreneur. I want to give him the introduction he's always deserved. But let me tell you why I love him so much. And I do love you, whether you know it or not. I love him so much because he started, got his PNC license, I believe in January of 2020. And he's just started doing it. Just like a lot of you listening to this right now. Girl that I mentioned on the podcast previous uh, last week's podcast just started doing it and let me tell you when i have people on this podcast that just started doing it they've got number one bradley they got great ideas okay because there's a fresh there's a freshness that's right fresh fresh set of eyes they just started doing it they have realized this is not as easy as it probably probably thought it was going to be before they got in it okay that's another thing and let me tell you something other people need to hear that that are in it because you listen to podcasts that we have and you listen to these agency owners like Seth Zaremba that we had on last week that have, have built an enormous book of business. Mm-hmm. Well, that took a long time. It's, it's hard for some people. I've talked, sorry to interrupt you, but I've no, talked to people. I've talked to people who've done podcasts who no longer do them right. and people who still do them. And it's really easy to be talking to this expert in whatever sector of the industry and sit there and compare yourself to them. Don't do that. 
And I'll, I'll just be completely honest with you. There is no ego coming out of this. I'm going to tell you what my superpower is. I don't compare myself to many people. Right. Very, very, very seldom do I catch myself being like, man, they're so much bigger than me. Right. And I don't compare myself to these people. And normally if I catch myself doing that, I end up finding down the road that there's a caveat of like, oh yeah, they're 10 times our size and started the same year, but they took venture capital or something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. It's like, it's I think one there. of, I think it, it puts you and I, and I know you pro- really don't do that either. No. And so it puts us in a good position that we're okay interviewing Jim Hackbarth who ran a $30 billion agency right. and then that sort of thing. But it's, it's very, very easy to fall into that trap. Bradley, you know what my anti-superpower is? What's that? I think everybody I meet is better than I am. Mm. Well, it's not, I don't know, that could be a good thing. Everybody we interview, every agency owner I meet, my default is that you're just a better insurance agent than I am. I swear to God, everybody. I think that's where my humility comes from in this podcast is there's nobody we've ever had on that I think I'm a better insurance agent than. I think it's a good thing. I think one of the things that makes us appeal to the listeners is, and and I'll tell you, you know, when we first started the show, one of the biggest compliments that I got was, or that we got with somebody saying, hey, I love how you guys don't act like you know everything and you come from a place, and that's 100% true. Like, I feel like we really ask the questions the everyday agent's going to ask. Right. And not, you know, I, I mean, we're I all in these insurance groups on Facebook. We see how people like to put other people down and act like mm-hmm. they know more than everybody. Right. And, and And here's the catch. In order to be a thought leader, you have to respect the people that you're leading. That's right. Yeah, I, if anybody comes at me on a Facebook group, I just assume they know more than I do about Your it. Your shirt is just absolutely obliterated. Can, y'all want me to take it off and go shirtless? I'd rather for this not. One? Uh, Rand wants me to take my shirt off and go shirtless for this one. I may have to do that. Guys, I've got an agent on here that can help you today, and I've got a lot of questions for him that I hope that he's as excited about being here as we are about interviewing him. So let me give him the introduction that he's always deserved. He was born, raised, and lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He is married to the beautiful Jessica, and they have two beautiful babies. They're not babies anymore, but I'm going to call them babies anyway, and I know they are super proud of their dad. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you guys something. Noah, age 19, Andrew, age 16, I'm talking to you right now. You're probably not going to want to listen to this podcast for 4, 5, 10, 15 years, but one day, one day, you're going to look back and you're going to listen to this podcast. And you are going to be super proud of your daddy when you do that. And I look forward to that day. I do. He's a graduate of Penn State University, degree in criminology, Indiana University of PA Municipal Police Academy. Interviewed a couple of police academy graduates, hadn't we? Mm-hmm. Spent 15 years as a police officer and then started in life sales, finally coming to the position that he's in today. He is the agency owner of Sharp insurance agency started in 2020 what a time to become an insurance agent ladies saying you started in banking in 08 that's right ladies and gentlemen it is my profound honor today to introduce to you first time guest on the igp mr mike sharp how are you mike i'm good guys thanks for having me thank you thank you for being here today i'm excited to have you as well i need to start by apologizing having coffee spilt all down the front of one of the only shirts I have down here. So Please tell me you have more shirts. Uh, that's a problem, but we're going to work through you're, it. You're probably like me when you travel for bit. When I travel for business, I bring the exact number of everything I need. Sure. I bring the exact number of underwear, the exact number of t-shirts, the exact number of socks. If anything happens, I'm screwed. Mike, let me, let me say this. Okay. This shirt situation that I'm dealing with at the present moment, the exact present moment, is a lot like starting a less than scratch insurance agency in 2020. You just gonna have to deal with it, right? Yep. It's just one of the punches. That's it. Getting my DeLorean with me. Now this is two big old boys getting in a DeLorean and one's got just coffee spilt all down his shirt. You spilt your coffee at the very beginning of the road trip. Right. Like we it's just like, got in the car and I said hello and there it went right down the front of my shirt. Get dad, in, dad is pissed. Get in my get in my DeLorean with me, Mike. Take us back in time. Tell us how you got 
got up to today, okay? Yeah, I mean, I was working in the pandemic. I got on with, actually left New York Life. I took a job at Mass Mutual as a sales manager thinking, all right, this will be better. Get to manage a team, go back into the sales world. Um, I got there, really wasn't the cup of tea that I was sold. And then bam, the pandemic happened. Um, so this is late 2019. Not to mention and, selling uh, life insurance during a pandemic where you can't visit anyone in person. It's probably super difficult. I mean, I think it still got done, but yeah, it wasn't easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I just started at the time I was with Mass Mutual and they had a agreement with Liberty Mutual um, yep. that you can sell PNC. So I was like, all right, what do I need to do? Right. So I got licensed for the property and casualty, took that test, realized I, I liked what I was doing, but I had no clue of what I was doing. Um, so um, after that, I approached one of our larger regional carriers up here called Erie. And uh, I just started, uh, I actually, funny story about that real quick. I approached them a couple of years ago and asked about getting an appointment. And uh, I called the guy and I'm excited, right? If anybody's ever gotten a life appointment, you know, they're pretty easy to get. You call and they appoint you. Yeah. So I'm thinking PNC is the same. So I call Erie. I'm like, hey, I'm going to take my Series 7. I want to get licensed. I'm in an open agency. I'm going to kill it. And this guy's like, dude, we're not hiring scratch agents. No thanks. And I'm like, what? So, um I interviewed everywhere, right? Goosehead, SIA, Iroquois Group, State Farm, Allstate, Farmers, you name it. I tried to figure out if I want to do it. And I decided I like the contract that Erie has for a scratch agent. Um, so I saw an ad on LinkedIn from their vice president, branch manager said, we're hiring agents. So I called her and I was like, if you guys are hiring agents, why'd the guy tell me no? She's like, well, you know, go ahead and get your license and come back. So I went, got my license, took me about three weeks, got licensed, called her back and, uh, they, I went through it. It was a gauntlet to get that appointment. I bet. Um, I don't it's think hard to other, get an area appointment. <laughs> yeah. I don't think any other carrier that we're aligned with put me through the hoops that Erie put me through. However, it's been a great relationship. They've provided more support, more financial support than any of our other carriers combined. However, you know, I still like the idea of being independent so I could have some other carriers. So, yeah. um, got started in in January. I got that license back at Mass Mutual. And I'm like, all right, how am I going to get this going? Getting everything started. You know, then March comes, the world shuts down, you can't do anything. And it actually gave me an opportunity to realize and develop how I was going to start a scratch agency. I wasn't yeah. going to the office every day. I was kind of doing my mass mutual job, but still trying to figure out how to, how am I going to start this agency? Um, I was still working as a police officer at this time. So um, I was figuring all that out and juggling the two kids and life and all that. And then August, 2020, I got started had a space, renovated it with my wife. She's been a rock. She's been by my side, helping me do everything. Um, Gotta have that. Yeah. She, she did a lot of stuff. She even got licensed. So yeah. um, that was cool. But uh, yeah. So then August 1st, 2020, it was a Saturday. I was here in my office trying to figure out how to sell property and casualty insurance as a new agency owner hey, after so never being in insurance. You touched on something there that I don't think we've ever talked about. It's not addressed. So I think it was probably probably around the time you started, August of 2020. I was in heavy talks with Cincinnati, which is a similar to to Erie. They're super hard to get a contract. Oh, did you get a contract? With. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. No, we should have had that. We should have had that talk then. They they told me to piss off. Yeah, that's exactly so, what they told me. So not never. But well, never. you know what actually happened? The rep told me he was going to appoint me January of 2021 and and he changed jobs in December about right and the new rep was younger than me yeah and he said dude not happening I can't make appointing you the, you would be not, the first agency yeah. I would be the first agency since before I was born anyway but they offered me a life appointment hey let, let me so, stop you right there Mike I hate to steal your thunder these new marketing reps that come into your area, like oh, the one Bradley, God. they are not going to hang their ass out on the line uh -uh. for a for no. a new agency. And I don't blame them. That, I don't blame them. Yeah, because you are kind of hanging it out there. But it's interesting. So, like, I'm asking the question, and I want you to give me your and I, I have a I have a theory on this, and I want to get Mike's thoughts too. So, why is it that it's so much easier to get a life appointment? than it is a PNC point, man, sometimes with the same carriers. Why, why do you think that is? I have a theory. I think it's because we know that independent agents, and I don't have the, the statistics to back this and up. And I don't either. I just made this up in my head. Right. No, but. no, no. I, but I'm, I'm about to hit you. I'm, I'm about to answer your question. 
We know that independent agents especially, and this dovetails into what I was about to ask the two of you about. Uh, we know that independent agents don't sell life insurance, the majority of yeah. big, you know, most mid-sized firms. Even, we don't sell it. We've sold one policy in right. three years. And yeah. so I think they're clamoring, these life companies are clamoring to get people appointed, even if they're only selling one-offs here and there yeah. of their products where these PNC carriers are already got a ton of people selling their stuff and maybe they're trying to kind of keep their arms around what they already have and they don't want to get too big and they're in the cycle of insurance and life just isn't that way yeah it's more of a these life carriers are all like hell yeah we'll appoint anybody if you'll sell a couple life insurance policies with us every year Well, well you have a a risk management loss ratio component there Correct. So you sort of answered through my theory. So here's my theory. So when I was at Alpha, you know, typical captive company, we had our trip. Sure. End of the year incentive trip. And it was so many pieces of PNC and so many, so much life premium, right? right? Well, I would always come down. It would it would come down to the wire. I never missed right. a trip, but it always come down to December, right? And right. It, it always seems they they structured the quota so that that was the case. Sure and that you barely made it, right? They either wanted you to barely make it, barely miss it, right? Well, coming down to the wire, I remember telling a buddy of mine one year, I like, I would rather have to write a little bit more life than have 10 pieces of PNC to write within a few days of the end of the year. Because if I sell you a life policy, right, I can go back to you again and say, hey, here's another life policy. Right. But I can't sell you two auto insurance policies. Right. So my theory is, is that on the PNC side, the capacity is limited. You see what I mean? Yeah. Whereas right. with life, it's wide open. So from a carrier perspective, why would we go give everybody Erie when we're generally speaking, unless this agent is doing some sort of brilliant marketing that's going to bring in people right. that we wouldn't already have when we're going to get the business anyway. Right. Whereas with life, it's like whatever. So that's my theory. Mike, what's your thoughts on that? After being a scratch agent, I think carriers are jerks. Most of them. Um, there you go. But they're just, they are. It's they just all difficult, are. man. Like I, I don't know what most guys do, but I wake up every day and I just want to sell insurance. So like, I don't know why I have to argue and fight and go through the hoops of trying to sell some companies insurance. But I think you can get a life appointment easier because they they don't really care about the volume right? right like you can sell one like you know bradley said you can sell one policy and it's not a big deal right whereas like if i sell one auto policy that makes the company nothing especially if they have one deer claim right like that's right. not useful or, or profitable to them but life insurance you know you can sell one of those and, and no one's really worried about it the sure. claims are you know they're gonna have claims eventually but the likelihood is that the claims are tens of years away so um i just think it's not an easier sell it's just a di- it's a different sale Right. Like it's a different market. People have to want to buy life insurance versus car insurance. People have to want to sit down and do financial planning versus home insurance. So. So. Uh, so with Bradley at his previous employer, everything was based on life insurance, like yeah. even down to what you got paid relative to your PNC book of business was based on your life production. So when Bradley goes independent, like first day out of the gate he's like i am not selling freaking uh-huh. life insurance that is not happening well and, it, and, and here was my question though yeah i want to know is he the same way now is he is mike like i ain't selling no more damn life insurance I no we I sell life right it's still a revenue source okay um i don't focus on it yeah. if people call me for life we sell life i probably take a little bit more of an approach than most pnc agents just because of my background right uh, where i actually want to talk to the client as if, as opposed to firing them off a hundred thousand dollar tenure term and telling them they're set um i spend a lot more time yeah. talking with clients and actually trying to make sure they have the right amount of insurance there was an agent a long time ago when I was at New York Life said, you know, you want to make sure if you ever have to go back to the table, you go back with a check that is not going to be upsetting to the spouse yeah. that's not there right. or the spouse that is left there. So um, it's always just been fundamental to me to make sure that we write the right amount of insurance, not just that we're we're just throwing out life insurance and hoping it works. Sure. Well, and, and the thing is, too, like when you work for a carrier that shoves it down your throat, 
you get a little bit of a disdain. Sure. But but for us, it was we wanted to grow this son of a gun as fast as we possibly could PNC-wise. Right. And the only way we could do that is is by really just focusing in and simplifying, hey, these are the things we're doing. We're not getting caught up in all this life stuff. Right. You know no, what I mean? I understand. But now I'll tell you, man, I had a conversation with auto owners. Uh, they didn't appoint us, but I had a conversation with them. They, they push life pretty heavily. And they told me, they said, we're only interested in you for your life production. Right. And the PNC is just an add-on. And I said, well, you know, I mean, if you guys are willing to give me a contract, I'm willing to write it. Not to the level that I probably could. You know what I mean? But yeah, I approached auto owners. It was a no. Yeah. <laughs> it was a no Pro- probably the Erie contract probably put the nail in that coffin. So it's sad that that Erie contract yeah. literally does that over and over and over again. Like I had yeah. to. But, well, because with the guy from auto Traveler. owners, auto owners in Cincinnati and Erie, all three, they want to be the number one in your agency. Right. Yeah. So that you can't have three number one. Sorry to interrupt you. That's that's no. the reason why a lot of people get. Hey, Mike, you're a cop. You're a police officer for 15 years. And I was just telling my wife Saturday night we were coming back from the air supply concert in Huntsville, Alabama. Great concert, by the way. And there's all these police officers, blue lighting people pulling people over, working wrecks. And I was just telling her, I said, man, it's got to be a tough job to have that night shift in downtown Huntsville on a Saturday night. They hate freaking concerts. Oh, man. Well, not just that, but every every night working out, working, riding, dealing with the domestic disputes, the crazies, the homeless. Yep. That was a whole different set of problems, okay? And I understand what a lot of those problems were. But since you got into the PNC world as an agency owner, talk to these other agents that are out there in the same spot that you're in about the problems and issues besides carrier appointments, which we all know is not nearly as easy as everybody thinks it's going to be as far as, oh, well, I'll just get an appointment with everybody and we'll just write business. Yeah. We just talked about that. And even if you sign up with an aggregator, you still have to sell yourself. Exactly. Exactly. What are some of the major issues you've had to go through since – since opening your doors that maybe hindsight's 2020 like you maybe you weren't expecting when you got into it it's a lot i mean carriers are the biggest part of it we you know we talked about that but um it's just everything right down to picking your your right management system to what i i started i signed up with comcast for three years and i was i'm mad about that i can't wait till that contract <laughs> i did over, that too dude right? i like, did that too yeah like i was mad about that everything right like everything's negotiable but you don't realize it for a little while you're right you don't and it takes forever and then you also have everything else that goes in it and then you know fortunately i've been really lucky to grow really fast and and we had a lot of business and you know with that comes a lot of service work so um finding the right people we had somebody here that we've you know, we had brought them in, we let them go. Um, when I first started, I had a couple other people brought them in, had to let them go um, just because it wasn't working out for right. whatever reason. So staffing's probably been the biggest issue. Um, but then once you get staff, it's training them, right. right? Because I still need to do everything else. I still need to sell insurance all day. I still need to make sure like I'm getting whatever systems, contracts, everyone's blowing up your door. Hey, buy this. If I had a dollar for every person on LinkedIn that could increase my lead flow, I wouldn't even need to sell insurance. So, you know, you're getting hit up for a lot of different things every day. And it's a lot to manage on top of you're still trying to grow your business at, you know, a really fast rate. So I I would say the biggest challenges were staffing. um, And then second to that are just knowing what systems are necessary to have in your agency, because there are so many different things that you can have and all of them are going to make you better. It's picking the ones that really will make you better, but also are cost effective to, to where you're at starting out. Right. You know, for me, like starting out and with agency zoom was huge for me. So um, Correct that decision. system alone, it really was like I was here, but I wasn't here because this is, it put a little bit of crutch on me because I, I depended on it a lot to to make the outbound outreach after I did the quotes. But because it does what it does, I was able to do what I do and, and, and have you know success or what most people think is success at this point in my agency career. Well, and here's what's interesting, too. So. Hands down, the best part about going out and starting your own company is being able to make all the decisions. Sure. Yes. The biggest burden 
is having to make all the decisions. Absolutely. Yes. And something that I think you need to do, and you did a great job of this uh, when I protect moved over to the independent side right. is trying everything, being yeah. willing to try everything. Talk about Mike, the importance of trying things to see if they work, because I think too many business owners and especially too many agents get tied up in the analysis paralysis and posting on Facebook and all oh, what management you understand, like if you post what management system or what CRM is best in IOA or insurance soup, that's like asking what's your favorite color. Right. right. That's exactly that's a perfect analogy. No one's answer is pertinent to your situation is it, it. So you have to test and figure out what works for you because making the wrong decision is vitally crucial. Or the right decision. It is, but I mean, just because you, you you're not going to make the right decision every day either, right? Correct. You buy the wrong management system today, cancel it tomorrow, and go to the next one. Um, for me, when it, you know that management system thing came up, honestly, I still have the notebook here where I I wrote them all down and went back and forth which ones were the best, and I just landed on Hawksoft, and they don't like it when I tell the story, but you know it was it was pretty pricey, and I basically waited them out and told them like I'm not doing this unless you come down on the price. And they finally did the, it was the end of August, 2020 and uh, September was about to start. I still hadn't had a management system and uh, the guy emailed me back and I can't disclose that because they get upset about it every time I do. So <laughs> I won't, but uh, you know, they end up coming back and I end up paying less for the management system, but it was the one I wanted because it's the one that I vetted that I thought would be the best for my situation. And, um, and, you know, I, I still think I'm right. You know, after listening to you guys, I think back in January of this year, you were talking about Peggy Corbett and, um, that was awesome. Like we, yeah. we've, we, our contract with her just ended um, last week, but for myself and the, the people that work for me, our management system use has exploded. So, I mean, you don't have to make the right decision, um, but if you just take the time and make calculated decisions, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, just make a decision and move on. You right. can't sit here all day thinking about, you know, how am I going to get this done? What am I going to do? Who do I need to talk? like, just get it done. Right. Call yeah. somebody, ask questions. A lot of agents I talk to, they'll hit me up because maybe they see some of the success things I post in IAOA. Um, they'll, they'll ask me questions. They're like, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? Like a lot of times it's just ask, like, I will ask anybody anything, yep. right? Like anybody, I will, somebody yeah. has done it. I don't need to figure it out. I just got to find the right person to ask the questions to that I have answers or well, that I need answers for. And one thing too, that, that I, a saying that I have is business plans are for banks and carrier reps because exactly what right. you put in that plan, it's not gonna come to fruition. It's it, like, it's I like mean, going like, to war. It's like going to war. It's a great plan, but it's not going to work out that it, way. It's it never works. The, the battle plan never works the way you think it's going to. However, one piece of advice I would give, ev I, even though I think business plans are, I'm not going to say BS, but it's not going to work out that way. I think everyone still should have a plan. Right. Put it on paper. And, and one, one piece of advice I give new business owners is write all of your expenses down. Here's everything I'm going to need to run this company. Right. And here's what it's going to cost. Then you go negotiate. Sure. Now we go negotiate. Now I've created spread for myself. So when we started Portal, it was... This is what the management system costs. This is what the phone system costs. This is what this costs. This is what this costs. And then we negotiated with every single vendor and got that down. $20, $50, $100. Got some for free. And you create spread for yourself that in the long run pay dividends because I'm able to run that company much more efficiently from a profit and loss standpoint. Understood. I think it also builds confidence too, right? Yeah. If you can call any one of those companies and, and win $20 less, right? That's so exciting to your confidence as a sales professional that you know i can do this i can if i can do it with them i can do it with clients and anybody else well it also makes you feel like you have more money in the bank you're <laughs> like oh wow okay i mean i could be paying a thousand dollars more a month yeah mike i'm gonna help you out today i feel something in my heart today to help you and i'm gonna help all these other agents today okay and bradley's gonna help as well because bradley's a lot bradley's a lot smarter than i am and that's just truth. And I'm sorry that it has to be that way, but he just is. So he's going to help me help you. couple things I'm going to start with. Never, not never, ever, never, never, ever, ever, will you ever see Scott Howell sign a three-year contract 
for anything. <laughs> I don't give a shit if it's boarding my damn dog when I go on vacation. I have phone calls at my office with vendors where I lay out what I'm about to say. If your shit is so good, we may use it for the rest of my life, however long that is. But I will never, ever sign a three-year contract. Last insurance agency I opened in Flint, Michigan last year, lady called me. She said, hey, I'm about to send you the lease agreement. We have an office and a real estate office, the, the, one of the biggest real estate offices in Flint, Michigan. Three-year lease. Yeah, I'm going I'm to send you this contract to sign for this lease agreement. Perfect. Send it over. She sends it over. I'm looking at the four, five, six-page agreement that some lawyer drew up. I called her back, and I said, hey, this, this lease agreement looks great, but there's just one problem. She said, what's that? I said, it says three-year lease agreement. Yeah, three-year lease agreement. I don't sign three-year lease agreements. I don't sign three-year contracts for nothing. Nothing. I wouldn't sign a three-year lease. I wouldn't sign a three-year contract for pest control service at my house. <laughs> Never. I, I will do one year. If I have to, I prefer, if your shit's so good, why you got to have an agreement? Exactly. Why, if it's so good, guys, why? Okay, InsureTech, if your shit's so good, why we got to have an agreement that I'm going to have to keep it for a year? You know why? Cause, yeah. Because they're all trying to sell and it helps their numbers. Correct. It's exactly why. First rule, Scott Howell rule of insurance. Do not sign a three-year lease agreement or contract for anything. That's number one. Number two, just got off the phone with a uh, podcast listener who we may end up hiring up north, kind of close to where you are. Not real close, but not too terribly far from you, four or five hours away. Number two. Number two, guys. Let me think of what number two was. Number two was this. Do not. I'm going to repeat this again for everybody that, just so that we're all crystal clear. There is no reason in this world... In the year of our Lord, 2022, that you need to have a three or $4,000 a month rental agreement, even if it is for just one year, in a Class A office space, yep. strip center. Every single time I pass by an Allstate agency, a State Farm agency, or a Farmer's agency in a Class A office space that I know damn well they're paying at least $2,500 a month for, well, you've just lost your damn mind. That is absolutely ridiculous. You're going to find out that Scott's right and you're wrong, and you're going to have maybe, maybe 10 people a year walk in wanting insurance, and guess what? All 10 of them are going to have some problem. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, I need some insurance, and uh, I got three DUIs, and I burned my house down last year. Can you write my insurance? Well, and what's interesting about that, too, man, I look at a lot of P&Ls for agencies. There's a lot of agency, and I've often said, like, I have an office, but I only have an office because I want to have an office. If, oh, it, I, if it ever came down to being profitable or having an office, we would go remote. And there's a lot of agencies 100%. that are struggling to hit just decent profitability sure that if you look at their p l's all you have to do is eliminate all the expenses that are associated with having that office and you can create a hundred thousand dollars worth of spread absolutely you go from profit of 30 office. grand to 130 you now, know? now now let me say this if you're jag insurance and you're in miami and you've got 39 employees right and you have an image in the community in south florida that is one of and prestige a, and a bajillion in premium and a, and freaking 17 gajillion dollars in premium go out and get you a class a office space have at it skyscraper yeah skyscraper that's what they did all glass all the way around their office is all glass it's, it's a beautiful building and that's fine it'll make you drool it's so nice. it will and but Last time I checked, Mike, you and I don't have a bajillion dollars in premium. <laughs> Maybe you do, and I don't know about it, but I don't think you do. Yeah, my office was five hundred bucks a month. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's yeah. what you do. We renovated it ourselves. Perfect. And I have shoved as many people in here as I can, <laughs> and we're gonna stay here as long as we can. Even our next, hopefully, hire will be just remote, so I don't have to move. But dude, I'd my, like to move, but we, you know, we got to make more money. Dude, my first office was a cinder block building. Yep. We shared a wall with the Little Caesars at 3 o'clock every day when they started cooking the hot and reddies. 
my office smelled like pizza, which was great for the first day. And all of a sudden it gets really, really, really old after a little while. And everybody shared the space. Everybody talked over each other. But yep. I have a question for you. So I start similar to you. I started on the life insurance side of things. And there's this when you bring up PNC to life only agents, you get they almost like shriek a little bit. People are their their stories of oh my god the service work is horrible yep. and you have people calling you because their ten dollar premium went up and yada 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 did you have any of that and if so how did you overcome that and have you came into you know contact with that with other life agents does does that ring true yeah I mean agents talk about that all the time I mean the service work is a lot but um, we just handle it as it comes in and a lot of times I think a lot of people in our industry are just afraid to return phone calls because the information that they need to tell the client is bad. Yeah. So, I mean, we get it every day. People are like, I can't wait to switch. My agent never calls me back. I call people back all the time, all the time and tell them, yeah, your premium is going to go up. You can shop that around, but it's going to go up eventually. I had a guy call me one day. He was like, I got a quote from Liberty Mutual, Uh-oh. and Mike, I need all the money I can. City cop, good dude. I work with a lot of police in our area. Um, good guy. His wife doesn't work. His re- premium was going to go up 10 bucks a month or something. Long story short, we, we dug into it, found out they were lowering his coverages, and I was like, yeah, it's going to go up about $2 a month. But did you text your Liberty Mutual agent and ask them if they were going to be able to bring your premium down? And he's like, no, I was like, that's what the $2 you're paying for. You're yeah. paying for the access to me. I'm going to answer your call. Mm, I love that. I'm here for you. You can't just call Liberty Mutual and, and talk to them. And be like you're raising my rate $10 and the agent sits down with you in an instant and says, no, here's what actually happened. Your coverage got lowered. This right. is better for you. Your wife texts me on a Tuesday night because the storm came through and your roof was bad. And you were, you know, we had that covered for you the next day with a tarp. You, you don't get that kind of service right. going through some of these other larger companies. Or even going, though we or going direct or going direct. What's, what's Especially the, going direct. Yeah. What's been the biggest surprise? The ease of getting people to let me quote their insurance. There you go. It's so much uh, easier than life. It's so dude. crazy. It's so much yeah. easier. Yeah. Hey, 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 do me a favor, Mike. Do me a favor. I love doing this. I've got my phone right here, okay? I'm gonna answer you. You're calling me. I answer the phone. Hey, Scott Howell. Hi, yeah, um, this is Scott Howell. Hopefully, throw, you won't answer the phone. Throw that me, way. throw me your pitch real quick. What would be the first thirty seconds of that call you throw out at me? I just, I want to hear what you had to say. As a cold, I don't do cold calls. Okay, that's fine. Me and you know each other. Yeah, we hey, went to high Scott, school. We played ball together in high school. Scott, how you doing? Hey, good brother. What's going on, man? How's how's the family? How's everybody going? Everybody's good, man. Boys are playing football. Ooh. Life's good. Life's good. I love it. I love it. What's, yeah. What's going on today? How can I help you? Hey, not much, man. I just wanted to talk with you. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that I've been in the insurance game for a while now. I know you work with another broker down the street, but if you ever need anything, I'm here for you. I'd love to reach out and help you. If you have any friends that know anybody that's looking for insurance, I'd hope you think of me first yeah, and yeah. offer me the referral. That's perfect. That's so good. Guys, let me tell you what you just heard. It is so easy. It is so freaking easy and i don't know why people can't do it let me tell you what mike just did all he did is what scott does every single day he planted the seed yeah he planted the seed in the ground and whether that his high school buddy which i was just playing the role of says yeah man go ahead and quote it or whether he says man i appreciate you calling but man whatever he says all that's gonna have to happen is one billing account gets screwed up, one claim doesn't get handled right, Yep. his agent dies, whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter what, but at some point in time, something will happen, and Mike's high school buddy that he just called, it's going to click like a light bulb going off over his mm-hmm. head. You know what? Mike called me last March about insurance. Yeah. And you know, Jennifer, we're buying a new house. I need to, I'm going to call him see if he can get us quote. Because well, our, our, our insurance went up about... $120 last time anyway. Well, and here's the thing, too, about the property and casualty industry, about selling property and casualty insurance, home and auto and business insurance, is if let's say you're selling real estate, okay? Not every single person that you come into contact with today is going to buy a house in the very near future. Exactly. But if you and I, and I tell this to new recruits all the time. Yep. If you and I go to the top floor, me, you, and Mike, we go to the top floor of this building up here, Every single building, every single car we can see, as far as the eye can see, is insured. Absolutely. 
Every single person you come into contact with today, 99% of people you come right. into contact with today currently own a property and casualty, home, auto, or business Something. insurance policy. Something. Your two jobs right. are finding your target client, because yep. we may not necessarily want to insure every single person. Which Mike just That's talked about. Sure. Finding, that is yes, for sure. Absolutely. Finding your target client and approaching them in the right way. That's right. And if you compare those two things together, your income possibilities are limitless in this industry. thousand percent. I think for me, it was just like getting the word out. So I do a lot of stuff in our community to get my name out. Sure. Um, I put my logo on everything. Top of mind. Um, It's yeah. I try to be top of mind where I'm always, I mean, if you know me, you know, I sell insurance There you and you know that I can probably help you. So um, I think, that a lot of people, you know, they like my wife said last night, people see me and they're like, oh, that's right. I was supposed to call you. I'm supposed to call you. Right. And so that happens a lot to me where people are like, hey, I want to call you about some insurance because there's not a person around that doesn't know we sell insurance. Like, that's what we do. Something reach out to me. Mike, I'm going to tell you and Bradley a funny story. I was in the exact same restaurant that Bradley, Brandon, ran and myself ate lunch at today but the restaurant we ate at today it's a sister restaurant in huntsville alabama right this was about six months ago and i walked in with three of my people that work out of my huntsville office from time to time and we sat down to eat well over at the bar there was a, a woman about my age very attractive and and what was i didn't know it at the time her fiance and this lady takes all of our corporate headshots for our website for I Protect Insurance. And I've known her for five or six years. And I see her sitting there with this guy at the time. I didn't know it was her fiance, but I knew she was with him. You could tell they were together. And I want to say they had a friend with them as well. So I get up out of my seat, Moe's Original Barbecue, same place we ate You had a Moe's up there. Oh, yeah, we got a couple of them. That's the first one. Yeah, that's the original, original. Yeah. So we've got two of them in Huntsville now. I get up out of my seat. I walk up to the bar. And, Mike, I'm just wanting to say hi to her. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to sell insurance or anything like that. Well, she stands up and gives me a big hug. Scott, how are you doing? How's everything going? She follows my wife on Facebook like everybody in Huntsville does. And they always (laughs) – and I don't even look at Facebook. So half the time – last week I was walking into Taco Mama – and there was a couple whose son plays baseball with my son at, high, at Huntsville High School. And the wife, as I'm walking by, she said, uh, oh, I guess you're back home from Jamaica having to pay for that trip. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, shit, I never posted anything about being in Jamaica on yeah. social media. So she's following my wife. And, and the big secret, you may not want me to say this, the no, big no, no, secret is, is if you see Scott post on Facebook, it's actually Kim. Right, exactly. Doesn't she manage her social media? Exactly. We can take that out. No, 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 no. I don't care. I don't care. I can tell it's her because I know her and I know you. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, I stand up, walk over. Heather Edstrom's her name, and give her a hug. How's Kim? How's life? Blah, blah, blah. And she goes, "You know, it's funny that I saw you here, and on the bar where you have a drink, there's about four or five pieces of paper, just like what I have in front of me right now." They were alpha deck pages. (laughs) That's like the best thing ever. And she said, it's amazing that I just ran into you. Not only when you see a deck page, when somebody hands you a deck page, but it's a carrier you know you can beat and you don't like. It's like a triple effect. Yes. And and so she spins around and she turns around and she's holding these four or five pieces of paper. And she said, my fiance and I, super nice guy, pilot, real, real nice guy. I think maybe he's a pilot for like a construction uh, company or somebody that has a private plane. She said, we are closing on a house tomorrow. And she said, I'm embarrassed because I did not think about you getting us an insurance quote, but here's our deck pages right here. And I looked at her and I said, Heather, I'm going to tell you something. You being embarrassed not to have thought about me is not your fault. It's your fault. That's my fault. Because as Mike just said a minute ago, guys, it's your fault when your buddy, you run into them in a restaurant or at church and they go, oh, man, we just changed insurance and I completely forgot that you sell insurance. Yep. Go ahead, Mike. I 
that would kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I work so hard to get it out there and tell everybody what we're doing that I would I would be devastated if somebody said that to me. But. Well, well, if you like uh, if you like fairy tale endings, we now have all their business. Yeah, everything. Well, and here's the thing too. Also, the, the beautiful thing about the PNC industry too is, let's say you missed the opportunity. Right. Let's say it was the day after closing. Sure. And she said, "Yeah, we just bought this." Compared to life insurance, and sure, you can you can replace life insurance, but as you know, Mike, things get a little weird when you're replacing life policies. And yeah. not only that, people don't want to go through the medical and all that again, right? But with PNC, you just exited from next year. Right. That's a prospect. And, th- and that's what I tell people, like, with new producers in this industry, if you properly ex-date all the people you don't quote, prospecting gets easier and easier and easier yep. because eventually you have this huge pool of people. Right. And you know exactly when their insurance renews. Right. You can, you can even sign them up for some sort of, like, agency Zoom automation. Yep. I was going to say, that's all day the long. best part of and, the systems that it, I use. Yeah, all day it long. super, it's, it just happens, right? You have stuff, you have deals fall in your lap every day because you have such a big pool of people that you quoted from the past, and it's much easier for them to agree to a quote because they already know who you are, you already have all their info, and all they have to do is tell you what's changed. That's great. That's what happened to me. Like, this is my third year, so um, because I had Agency Zoom when I first started, and I smart cycled people yep. and exdated them that, you know, the first month I was here, I'm texting everybody on my phone. Hey guys, I got this new agency. Yeah. Come get insurance from me. Year two, it's a little bit easier. People are getting exdated. Now year three, I'm afraid I might forget how to prospect because fortunately we have people that just call us every day to buy insurance or the automations that we have are set up so that people are calling us like, oh yeah. I was going to get a quote from you last year, things like that. So I think the systems that you use to do that ex-dating are so important. Guys, I'm going to tell you something real quick. If you need help with automation, Agency Zoom, call Justin Miller in my office. This is not a free service. He's but he, like the guy for that. He can he can tell you what it'll cost you. It's not, it's not terrible. It's not like a bunch of money. It's www.automateyouragency.org. Now, Mike's on the ball with this, but everything he just mentioned and Bradley mentioned as far as automation goes, you have got to get that stuff set up. And it's not just super simple, but what Justin can do is he can connect all your stuff and automate all your stuff. Now, we can't sell it for you. Justin and I can't drive up to Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and sell for Mike right now. Maybe one day I can. But get on that website. Let talk to Justin. He can help you set up automations because, and I'm talking to Aaron Robertson right now. And Aaron Robertson is one of the only people whose asses I can chew out just like I do my son. You have got to take these people in the big bad world that I mention in every podcast and put them in your little pond. And that's exactly what Bradley's flowers just got through saying. Once you get them in your little pond, your chances of closing them, even if it's not now, next year, the year after, they go up exponentially. Mike, I'm going to leave you with this, okay? I told you I was going to help you. Problems you're going to start seeing. You're going to have to get people in there to help you service these clients. And they've got to be great people. And they got to have the heart of a servant. And as I like to say, Paula Dean and Sweet Tea, they've got to be able to talk to your people the way they want to be talked to. They can't be bitchy, snippy, and snappy. But you are the man right now selling insurance for that agency. And you cannot let yourself, and you're there right now. You're at this point where service work will eventually take over sales. If you don't have the right people in place to be able to go out, print off ID cards, file a claim, help walk them through filing a claim, you're going to start seeing yourself. Your sales will start going down. Because every day you go into the office, instead of making 45 or 50 phone calls to warm leads and people that you know in the community, you're sitting there filing a freaking claim with travelers for for 45 minutes and listening about how their damn daughter ran over a coyote and bent her damn radiator on her car, right? You got to get great people in there. We added staff. You know, as I saw things were getting busier, uh, the first girl I hired that's strong with me got her license. And now she handles a lot of that. We've just added another person. Sure. We added somebody at the beginning of the year, but we had to fire them because yeah. 
didn't work out. We yeah. fired fast and hired slow, but yep. there you go. Didn't work out. So we brought somebody else in. They're on board. They're doing service work. I mean, you're right. That stuff does. And I noticed that, right? I noticed, you know, every month I was trying to get 75K in premium and there you go. keep that as my standard. And then, you know, all of a sudden I was doing 60 and then yep. 65. Yep. Now that other person's back on. I mean, last month was our second best month. We did over 100. And this month we're on according to agency Zoom. We're on pace to uh, do about 95. Nice. So. New, um, it's new, picking back up now that that's now new, that I have new, that new goal part. for for 2023 is to we're going to do 150 a month. Yeah, 150 a month for 2023. Get your shit, get your shit lined up right. <laughs> get the right people in place. Hire another great salesperson. Train them up. Teach them. New goal: 150 thousand in green new premium every month in our agency, and continue to do that. Build on that. And before long, you're writing two, three hundred thousand dollars a month, and you're growing by two or three million dollars a year. And one day, you and your wife will be living the life that I want you to get to lead, and the free, have the freedom that I want y'all to have to do what you want when you want, and live, leave your kids and your grandkids generational wealth one day. Man, that's what I want. That's 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 what Scott wants. So, I have got to get off this podcast right now, Bradley. You got anything to leave with? No, sir. Mike, we love you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm gonna have you back on this podcast next year about this time. Can we? Can we do sure, that? Yeah. I want to see. I want to see where he's at next year. I'm wildly interested. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell. This is Bradley Flowers. We have one mission in life. Our mission is to help you agents make make more money than a damn show dog can jump over. That's what I want for each and every one of you. Go out today in the big bad world. Do what Mike does. Two things about Mike that is going to make, I would bet my next 500 paychecks he's going to be successful. Let me tell you why. He's got grit, he's got determination, and he ain't scared. Grit, determination, and he ain't scared. And he's already done a lot more in the short time he's had that agency than I know a lot of people have in the same time frame of their agency. So I'm proud of you. But go out, write good business for the companies that you represent, write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. We love you, brother. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. We love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. We thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.